BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now... John Richardson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast. Thanks for downloading. I hope that wherever we find you, we find you well. Might be people on bikes, on buses, sat at their desks. Pounding the streets. Pounding the streets. Or running, even. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a good podcast today, so I hope we... uh, have done a good one. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you why I'm put off. Do you know what I'm calling this? I'm calling this podcast the golden era of the pod joke. Because right, there's okay. been times when we've had to say, look, come on, pull your socks up, right? Yeah. I mean, round Britain, there must be socks that are at buttock height. You can't yeah. get the socks any higher than we've had this week. Body socks. We've, we've asked for, what do you call a man or a woman who? Yeah. With celebrity answers. You know, we've been doing this a few weeks now. We've thought, oh, is this never going to run? This week is amazing. So, a heavyweight week. off the top, I'm just going to do some of the ones that didn't, oh, yes, yes, yes. didn't make it into... Um, this is one. It's not quite on the theme, so that's why it didn't make it, but it's okay. good. Um, it's got a gesture in it, but I think people at home will know what it is. How does Tommy Cooper dry his hands in a Dyson Airblade? Oh! Just like that. Oh, I can see that! With the hands Ooh. down. Great. That is Absolutely class. fantastic. That is Stephen class. Walker in Southampton. Well done, Steve. Right, a trilogy from Woodsy in Liverpool. Yeah. What do you call a Scottish man who writes internet crime novels? Go on. MacBook. Oh. MacBook, yeah. What do you call a Scottish man who... These all didn't make it to the final oh, showdown. Unbelievable. What do you call a Scottish man who writes successful internet crime novels? MacBook Pro. <laughs> oh. MacBook Pro. What do you call the son of a Scottish man who writes successful internet novels? MacBook Junior. MacBook Air. Oh, um, that's even better. That's quite That's an airplane. I mean, that's, as well. that is a trilogy, right? Jeez. Uh, Jennifer in Southampton, unlucky Jeez. not to make it to the final. What do you call a gingerbread man with one leg? Go on. Limp biscuit. Oh! How can that not make it through? Exactly, exactly. Jeez! What do you call a casually dressed axe murderer? Um, don't know. Gene Hackman. Oof. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, these are just. So, um, we're about to go into this week's podcast. We chatted about the seasons. My guest was Andy Parsons. Uh, We chatted about opening (laughs) lines. Enjoy all that. Enjoy the resolution to the pod joke. Here are the two that have made it through to the final. What do you call a woman who keeps dropping eggs? (laughs) An idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're banned from your local calf. Um, And what do you call a man who goes through the TV guide circling upcoming events? Okay. There's the two questions, and we will resolve them afterwards to great hilarity. <laughs> John Richardson. BBC Six Music. Football highlight of the week, undoubtedly, uh, from yesterday's match of the day. First game, Chelsea versus Wigan. Horrendous challenge, and this happened. That noise in the background was my producer. See, that's what I'm looking for for you, Adam. That's what I'm looking for. Just as the show's going on, just some sort of mildly sexual noises. I'm going to throw one in. Yeah, we'll work on that. All right, then. <sighs> I was listening to Radio 4 and that became tremendously jealous of the career of uh, David Attenborough. Uh, he did a show on Radio 4. And um, I, I, like, I like my job. I'm very lucky. But sometimes I wish I just got offered a task. I like when I get set writing tasks. Someone just say, can you write about this? It's quite exciting. And that strikes me of what people do to David Attenborough. They give him an interesting topic. He goes and looks into it. He did a show on Friday night. And uh, his opening line, one of the best opening lines to any Radio 4 drama or documentary I've ever heard. This was the introduction. <laughs> 
This is BBC Radio 4, and now for Life Stories, written and presented by David Attenborough. Eyebrows are very odd. There you go. I mean, imagine that's your job. You just get to say stuff like that. David, we've got 15 minutes to fill. Can you talk about eyebrows? Well, eyebrows are very odd. Um, my own field, of course, is uh, radio. As far as DJs are concerned, every DJ tries to have their little hook that they open the show with. My personal favourite is uh, David Jacobs on Radio 2. I catch a bit of his show every now and again, and uh, he's got the loveliest way of starting his show. This is how he kicks off. Hello there. Let's be together from now until midnight. How can you switch off the radio when that happens? My voice is irritated. I am here till one o'clock. Hello there. Let's be together from now until midnight. All right, David, I'll get me slippers on. I'm joined now by my guest for today, who is Mr Andy Parsons. Guest for the day. Yeah. Do you like that description? I do, yeah, very excited. It'll make that. you sound like a plate of pork or something. Well, I, I didn't take it like that. Good. You know, well, yeah. I'm glad that I've put now that, that in now. Now you've said it, I, I am taking it like that. Yeah. You probably didn't realise you were here for the day either. You probably just thought you were coming in for a bit to chat and then... Uh, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, relatively in and out, you know, you but I, I'm, I'm doing nothing all day. Let's, you know, let's make it Coming back to mine after this, you know, because yeah. it's that Stephen Fry thing For tonight, the second so. plate of pork. Yeah. And then, well, I'm not going to do that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, then we'll watch Stephen Fry, last chance to see, and we'll get some pizzas or something. Yeah, and then it's, of course, it's X Factor Boot Camp, which I'm sure you were tuned Is it? Oh, God, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh, What's they're down to the last 24. Wow. Come on, John. Must be getting tense now, then. Oh, it is. Only 24, down from, what, 26? And it means so much to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it means so much to everyone. This is the first year. <laughs> they don't year. know how they could go on if they don't get through to the last 24. <laughs> this is the first year I've noticed that it's... I mean, you deal with news and writing jokes about it. Does this feel like you're the first year that those programmes... They've always been talked about, but it was, like, at the end of the news. This is the first year they've been proper news. Like, proper X Factor and Strictly is on the news. Well, that's it, because it was all to do with ageism, though, wasn't it? Getting rid of Arlene Phillips. And and that's, ageism. That's got the broadsheets interested now. Scheduling and all that thing was going on. Just yeah, think, and people well, cracking up. Yeah. You know, the pressure. It's a slippery slope, isn't it? Sort of, you know, tea conversation. That's basically tea chat, isn't it? That is now news. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting... Am I getting old now to be having You're this conversation? You're sounding quite old. Yeah. yeah. I remember when news was news. You know, shops were shut and things. But I think it's because they're now worried about getting ratings for news. This is the trouble. Yeah. So they think they've got to put oh, stuff, other think? stuff that gets ratings in the news. Wow. You see, because Gordon Brown, he doesn't get too many ratings, so he's slipping down the news agenda. <laughs> reality TV coming right to the top. Now, what you want, of course, is some sort of reality political show, and then it'll be there, bang, Get yeah. the ratings and top of the news. We could do that. In the next hour, we could come up with something fairly sure cogent, can. I think. Yeah. Gordon Brown dancing. I'm here for the day. Yeah. We should be able to knock something <laughs> up, shouldn't we? By midnight, just yeah. me and you in my flat staring <laughs> at a piece of paper. Come on, think! Um, what we'll do, uh, first of all, if you don't mind, is I, I set you to uh, d- sort of decide who's done the nicest thing for okay. uh, someone. I like to promote, we usually do it in happy hour, yeah. but if I pick it, gets a bit weird. So um, people yeah. just nominate, people have it's done nice things. It's favouritism to your listeners, and that, yeah. you know, they'll get upset with that. Yeah, well also, most of the time I'm a bit of a pessimist, and sometimes I just want to say, well that's rubbish, isn't it? Okay. But I can't really say I'll that. I'll try and look at your face, I'll try and read it off your face, yes, and then I'll that. blame you anyway. Yeah, well sometimes during a record I'll just write across my forehead <laughs> what I want you to say. <laughs> okay. There's only space for four letters, so they're generally uh, small answers. (laughs) So, uh, what I'll do is I'll read something that someone's done, and you can be absolutely as cynical or as... I mean, if if something touches you deep inside... Oh, yeah. I'm I'm ready to be touched. Yeah? Yeah. How deep? No, I think it could go very deep. Okay, right. somebody's written in for somebody else. It's not people writing in, I've done a good thing, you know, 
Sometimes okay, they do that. Okay, give me that. a bit of both. Yeah, okay. sometimes they do that. Because I sort of... I, I did set this up as a kind of... Sometimes you do a nice thing for someone believing in karma yeah. and sort of that it, what goes around comes around and then you get relentlessly screwed over for the rest of the week and sometimes it's just good to go, do you know what? I helped a guy on a train, I carried a woman's bags down the thing and then was the train on time? Was it Eckers like? Yeah. So sometimes... Karma's supposed like to work that. over a lifetime, though, not over a week, isn't it? You know, well, I demand instant karma. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> in these days of microwaves and whatnot. I want to <laughs> carry someone's bag down the stairs, get back back up and there's a tenner there or something like that you know what i mean things can it's a can-do world isn't it the go-go 90s right i may not be judging this that you know (laughs) it's all it's all down to you so don't don't let me swear you at all uh good morning i would like to report this good deed last monday my husband dave you know dave i don't know dave he's a good guy I'm warming, um, I'm warming to it, though. Yeah. He spotted a dog poo on the pavement outside our gate from our bedroom window. So already... It, it came, the poo came from the bedroom window? <laughs> no, no I, think, I think the poo came from a dog. Oh, OK. And he's looking out of the window. I'm with you. It doesn't mention whether he's specifically looking The grammar's for awful, poo. though, isn't it? I mean, how are we supposed to follow this story? Yeah, yeah. I should punctuate it for you. <laughs> um, so, he went outside and cleared it away. The following day, he saw one outside an elbow... He's got a bit of a problem. He's got a bit of an issue with poo, I think, this guy. Is he looking for it? Is that what it you're thinking? It sounds like it yeah. now, doesn't it? He's got his poo binoculars out. Yeah. Um, the following day, he saw one outside an elderly female neighbour's gate and cleared that away too. On both occasions, he took the piles to the nearest poo bin, brackets about 100 metres away, yeah. to give you an idea. Yeah, no, so it's not that big a deal. That's um, what they're saying. Supplementary information. The yeah. pavement in question is on a school run route. So, right. you know, you've got kids going through, and, of course, if that gets in their hands, they can, they can go blind from oh, it, can't they? So, of course they do. Um, unfortunately, he moaned quite lengthily about having done these deeds. Um, no. So that's, uh, that's from Emma. So how do you feel about that, perhaps? Mark out of I, I mean, do I have to judge them like, as they come along? Can I hear them all and then... Do you want to hear them all and then just I say? I think so, yeah. Wow, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, it's built. not... It's going to be some real tension. Oh, yes. But I just... Mean... As a bar setter, as a bar setter, that sounded pretty weak to me. I've pretty got weak, yeah. picking up two poos. Yeah, no, you I mean, catching somebody doing it, trying to sue them, getting your hundred quid off the council. <laughs> you know, let's have some action. All right, you know, none of this. Oh, I know some old lady who's got something on her doorstep, and I once did something, and I went to a bin. Come on, yeah, follow through. Yeah, um, and then sue yourself. Uh, I got back from work early on Monday. Says this text, knowing my neighbour would be late back from work too. I went to let her dog out. Um, on opening the door, the stench hit me. Tolly, the Irish setter, um, clears that up so you don't think it's the elderly neighbour, had defecated all over the entire kitchen. That is the thing an Irish setter will do. I was in two minds about what to do, but decided to clear it up. A shovel was required. Halfway through, the neighbour got back. I sent her away for a cup of tea with my wife. Unfortunately, during the deed, her mop broke and I was left to clean on my hands and knees. It turned out my neighbour had been quite ill and would surely have been sick or unable to carry out the process. Tom in Norfolk. So that's, I mean, that's more poo. I hope they're not all about poo. Surely what you should have done is, is like, uh, fallen on the floor yourself and actually claim responsibility yourself <laughs> so as the Irish setter didn't get in trouble. You know, <laughs> that would have been the really noble thing to do. That is going a step beyond, I think, isn't it? <laughs> that's, um, yeah. I mean, it's short term, getting the Irish setter. Long term, yeah. probably looking at having to relocate. That's it. Maybe yeah. find a new wife. Yeah, um, but then you wouldn't have to let out the dog, would you? So it's you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> right. Um, I would like to nominate, says David Ayres, Head of Geography. Right. Yeah, so this one's come from the top. Um yeah. <laughs> We're all imagining what he looks like now, aren't we? The top of the geography department. What are you picturing? I'm picturing um, green, 
green. green. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, a lot of beige kicking around the green as well. I yeah. yeah, yeah. A hat on a Sunday. Oh no, I Flat hadn't hat? thought of a hat. No, no, I don't think he's no hat. No, no hat. No. Straggling hair in the wind. That's oh, I'm... lovely. Yeah, lovely. Off out to look at some sort of. Uh... Pyramidal Peak, I think he is oh, today. I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, they're some, great Pyramidal Peaks. Some sort of U Valley or something like mm. that. Yeah. My favourite geographical feature is without doubt the Oxbow Lake. Yeah, no, that's always a good one. Classic, isn't it? Because when you like see an someone. An escarpment. Oh, yeah. And deltas can really get you going, can't deltas they? Deltas are lovely, oh, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. A good delta. Yeah. I mean, a good delta it's you can like, see on a map. You'll have to go to the toilet now, haven't you? All of these. <laughs> it'll be so excited. Um. My wife, Charlotte, I would like to nominate, and all our colleagues at Simon Ball School. Okay. Odd name for a school, isn't it? Yeah, but go carefully. That It might be, you know, there might be tragedy involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My department was being inspected by Ofsted on Thursday and Friday, and from the moment we found out, everyone pulled together to help out. They covered lessons, gave us assistance with displays, and fed us biscuits to keep our strengths up. It was my first inspection as head of department, so I was really nervous. However, I was overwhelmed with the support that they gave me, and they reminded me what a great place our school is. We did really well, but we couldn't have done it without them. David Ayres, Head of Geography. Well, the way you're reading that out towards the end there gives me some sort of clue as to your feeling <laughs> about that particular story. And I have to say I concur. Yeah. Not, I... not enough poo in that story for my <laughs> money. I have an inherent problem with warnings about inspections. Why are speed cameras bright yellow? Why do you have to know there's a speed camera there? Because then you're just going to slow down for it, aren't you? Because speed they complain be... enough about them anyway. Yeah. So, it's, you know, might as well have little pink swirls on them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Little arrows coming yeah. in. Or just a sign saying, just do 30 now for a bit. You can speed up again after, don't worry about that, but just do 30 for a bit. it's a 20 mile an hour camera. And, oh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> right, we'll have a track. Uh, Animal Kingdom, this is. Simes and Wonders. It's new and we like it, don't we? A lot. You like it a lot. You went to see them live this week, didn't you? Yeah. And it made you feel happy inside. Very Trouble with the Animal Kingdom, though, there's always, you know, a lot of defecation around, especially if they live next door. Maybe we'll set a challenge. This song is 3 minutes 40 seconds. Just go out and clear up a poo. Oh, lovely. And if there's not one there, do something about it. <laughs> John Richardson. Six music. This is a small one, but this is exactly what... This is why I do these features. This is the kind of thing I want to see happen in the world, right? Hi, John. Um, my boyfriend Danny and I went to Paris for a long weekend last week. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, Unnecessary, that bit. I know. Yeah, that level of detail. sickening, isn't yeah. it? All I need to know is you're at a train station for something. You're in a happy relationship. You've got enough money to go to a foreign country yeah. for a whole weekend. Yeah. What are you like? In these troubled times. Yeah. I had a gig in St Andrews and then Bournemouth. Yeah, we've all been on trains. Um, we got back on Tuesday. I was going straight back to York, where I'm at uni, from King's Cross. When we got to the platform, the ticket inspectors were at the front, only letting ticket holders through, as is their want, that's their job. Um, Danny and I had to say goodbye before I got on the train, but as I was walking through, um, oh, as I was walking away, one of the ticket guys noticed that Danny, my boyfriend, was trying to say goodbye to me, let him through onto the platform so he could wave me off properly as the train was moving along. We would like to nominate that ticket die for Good Deed of the Week for giving me a few extra minutes with my boyfriend. Now, the boyfriend angle's sickening. Schmaltzy. Schmaltzy, yes. You've already had four days in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) 30 seconds on a train platform going up to York. He didn't know that, though, did he? The ticket guy, and generally, they can be... He's not doing his job, is he? They can be a bit of a swerve. I mean, if if they find out, the management be furious, won't they? Oh, man, do you reckon I've just lost him his job? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for just believing in true love. They'll make a film about him one day, won't they? Virgin Heart or something like that, they'll call it. Um, but I think that's the kind of thing I would like to see, a guy going, go on, 
Because it's nice to see someone run. You know, when you run along the train, you kind of laugh about it and you fake it's like the downstairs. It's when the bus driver doesn't stop exactly at the stop. He stops a bit before, and you know he's going to get in trouble for it if anybody catches him, but he still believes yeah. in dropping you exactly where you want to be dropped. Because you'll get one of those every 500 times. 20 times you'll get the guy who sees people at the stop and deliberately stops a bit after the stop, just so you've got to walk to the front door of the bus. Or doesn't stop at all and pretends he didn't hear the bus stopping bidding. Yeah. What is he like? I've had enough of these bus drivers. Yeah. Let's go and demonstrate. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> down to Brighton. Brighton. Um, we'll get the train down there, obviously, <laughs> ready buses. Um, I was on my motorcycle on my way to Harwich to catch a ferry. A lot of international travel this week going on, but then we are coming out of the recession. I'm also apparently. enjoying your pronunciation there. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't that Harwich? I would have thought it was Harwich, but... Is uh, it Harwich? Yeah. I don't live down there. Harwich. Harwich. You'd drop the W then, guys, probably. Just get rid of it. Yeah, there's no, no need of it, is there? We can have that done, can't Just we? mucking people up on air, otherwise, isn't Yeah. It? Gordon yeah. Brown wants to know how he's going to get elected. Just get stuff done. I renounce today. No W now in Harwich. It's just putting people off. An extra R... You know, in case people see here, itch. Something like that. Um, anyway, so from now on, it's H-A-R-R-I-C. Are you going into a new branch of comedy? I was Impressions? Yeah. Do you, well, that's kind of up to you. What do you think? I, I think uh, relentless pessimism is, is absolutely It's probably fine. my thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll drop the impressions. Fine. Um, it's basically just a Scottish accent, isn't it? That's yeah. Just lower your voice initially, and then just by the end... And then just... you've got to do a little thing with your jaw, so there's little pauses as well. Yeah. yeah. That that's one. it. Oh, that's good. Um, Wait, you're back oh, in there now. There you go, you see? <laughs> yeah. It's all about the physical. Um, I was on my way to Harwich to catch a ferry when a large piece of wood was thrown up by a lorry and hit me in the knee. <gasps> I had to pull over as I was in a lot of pain. However, I couldn't get off my bike because it was so loaded with luggage and my leg hurt so much. Luckily, two guys not only helped me off my bike, they offered to take me to hospital and reunited me with my parents further down the line who were also on their bike. I'd like to thank them as without their help, my holiday would have been ruined. Rebecca from Cambridge. Now, how she was on a bike. On a bike. And she got hit by a bit of wood and she couldn't get off the bike. I think her knee was in... You know when you can't bend your knee because of the pain? Yeah. I think she couldn't bend her knee, so she couldn't get off the bike. So she was just, like, holding the bike with, like, a knee in having some sort of pain. Yeah. And two guys came along and lifted her up. It's a very weird thing, isn't it? You wouldn't know what to do, (laughs) would you? You just see somebody going, ow, ow, but they're on their bike still. Yeah. Pointing to the knee. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I assume there was some conversation, like everything. You don't just wander up to a lady and pick her off her bike, do you? I know that. It's one of the first lessons I learned about dating. Don't just go and take a lady off her bike. But then often you you take somebody off their bike straight away and they go, what are you doing? But it's a way to get in, isn't it? You know, have a chat. (laughs) I just wanted to say hello, but I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, now you're off the bike. Yeah. Let's have a coffee or something. You know, you might as well. You're not on your bike anymore. And Um, if they say no, whack them with a bit of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get back on it now. Are you married? (laughs) I am, yeah. Yeah, of course you are with skills like that. (laughs) Um, Now, this is the last one I'm going to do, right? Because I think this this might be a winner. Um, Again, there's there's, there's an edge to it. It's from Chloe in Barry St Edmunds. For this week's Good Deed, I would like to nominate some forum members on the website Digital Spy. To cut a long story short, one of the users bought some old love letters in a charity shop. So she bought a box of stuff from a house clearance. Turned out to be love letters from this couple. Um, posted about it, saying, I found these love letters. I've got the address. I've got these two names. They mention a daughter. I'd like to find the daughter and give the love letters to them. And all through the thread, she sent me the link to it, all through the thread, people are recommending places to go, go back to the estate agent, find out who sold the house. And uh, they uh, found their daughter through a local church and is uh, going to contact her and pass on the love letters from her parents. 
The fact that they've taken time out of their lives to help someone they don't know get their letters has left my spirit in humanity fully revived. Now, I've got one thought on that. Right. If there's a house sale going on. Yeah. Right? There's love letters. Who sells love letters in a house sale? But also, where was the daughter involved when obviously this house sale of one of her parents is going on? That is a very good and point. And you're thinking the love letters, they arrive and the daughter's going, I've had nothing to do with my parents for all these years. How dare you send me these things to remind <laughs> me? I couldn't even be bothered to turn up at the bloody house sale. Yes, that is a fair point. I think we could be looking at the first week where there are no winners of the good deed. <laughs> Have we got no more? Yeah, well, there are a few, but I'm scared to read them now in case you ask me for their address and go around and uh, attack them with wood. Um, there's one that was written very funnily. Um, I think this might be one of those spoof emails. Yeah. I have one listener who invents names yeah. and sends in these long stories, but they're usually funny. Uh, this one's coming from Esteban. Okay. Which is always dubious. Last week I had a blazing row on the telephone with my girlfriend. She's at university in London and I'm in Bristol. Our longest relationship could be difficult, but every two weeks I go to London, she comes to Bristol the other two weeks. <clears throat> the row was over me calling her pet names like Bumface, Fatty Boombatty and Michael. I thought that she thought the nicknames were funny. She's skinny as a rake, doesn't look like Michael and has a beautiful face unlike a bum. I knew I'd been an <laughs> idiot and tried to apologise, but the row escalated. Both telephones were slammed down angrily. Um, and then he goes to London to make up with her. So um, I don't know if that counts as a good deed if you call your girlfriend Fatty Boom Bag. No, that's just trying to get yourself out. <laughs> Apologise for it. But what, Michael, how is that an insult? I didn't quite understand that. You look like Michael. Who's Michael? <laughs> yeah. That's probably not a compliment to a lady, is it? No. I no, like but then it. there might be a really beautiful Michael, you know. Can you think of a... Well, pretty... like Noel Fielding, if you, you know, or somebody, you know, it's a really beautiful man. <laughs> um, so have you got a winner from The Good Deeds? No. No, OK. No. No dedication this week. And the message from Andy Parsons is, pull your socks up, Britain. Yeah, do better. Um, we've had a question in specifically for you. Lovely. Are you prepared? Is, is it from the head of geography? Yeah. Furious. Says, Maybe. I wasn't enjoying Simon Ball's school quite as much as yeah. he was. Maybe you should do your PGCE and then have a go, John. Um, <laughs> it's from Sarah in Forest Gate in London. Yes. Um, it says, John... What a lovely part of the world that is. Is it? No. Is that what you're supposed to say, though? <laughs> is it not nice? I don't well, really know, yeah, London. It, it's uh, sort of south Sounds secure, nice. Forests and Forest gates. Forest Gate was where they had all those problems, if you remember. the uh, I believe the police uh, barged in and stuff oh, like OK. That. That's a bad sign for an area, isn't it? Well, it's, it's Police not, rarely it's barge in just to say, this is lovely. <laughs> Look after it. How's your dog? Is there any problems with your dog while you were out? <laughs> um, you, I don't know. It's odd one. It's forest sounds nice, doesn't it? You think you should probably have to rename it. If it's but not... the fact you've got to put a gate round your forest is yeah. not good, is it? Yes, now that is true. That is true. Um, could you ask Andy Parsons, where is Scrooby Trevithick? My dad really wants to know. That relates to an earlier series. Do you think it's really it? her dad or do you think it's secretly her, but she doesn't want to admit I think, I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Scrooby Trevithick, I believe uh, his whereabouts are known by Radio 4. Right. And uh, they will be back uh, giving some clues in the new year, I do believe. Oh, exciting. The little, uh, the little uh, tease, that, That's wasn't it? it? It was a little tease on Six Music. That's the sort of thing that they clip and then use on other things. So that on the news, it'll say, Andy Parsons has revealed the more Scrooby Trevithick than in the pipeline. And then they play that clip. <laughs> and they go, that was him talking to John Richardson earlier. Did I give that much away? Damn. Um, and then a random question. Um, could you help me, please, Andy, by answering in what ways and for what reasons are shanty towns in and around less economically developed countries areas of constant change? That's from Sam. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, think, that's a pretty impressive question. Is it, do you think it's geography homework? I think somebody's trying to get out of doing some work there. Yeah. Um, 
it's 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 not one you can really answer. But in my experience of seeing shanty towns outside uh, cities is that they aren't necessarily a place of constant change. So I would maybe just answer in the negative and make it a fairly short essay. Yeah, just put no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, again, that's one that I dare say we'll get some feedback from. Fair play. So Sam, the answer is no. Just pop that down and uh, <laughs> let us know how you get on in your A levels and uh, the rest of your life. I'm sure you'll have a very successful career. So you're currently on tour. Yes, just started back again. It's sort of second half of the uh, the 2009 tour. And, right. Yeah, Citizens uh, and, uh, you know, the DVD is coming out uh, on November the 23rd. My first one ever, so rather exciting. Oh, wow, that's good. It's going to be weird seeing yourself in, like, HMV and stuff, isn't it, I imagine? Well, that's it, yeah, trying to move my, my DVDs into a slightly more <laughs> prime location, <laughs> take them out of the bin, <laughs> or scrub off, you know, 50p special offer or whatever it is. How do you enjoy the process of touring? Because I, it's, it's, I find it draining. Yes. Um... Do you go on your own? Do you have someone with you? Well, I really, I'd love doing the show. So the end, you know, the show is always evolving. It's like, it's one of those where you start off with a two hours and then it gradually gets honed and it gets tighter and then you throw in new stuff. And then some of the stuff that, you know, you had at the top, wherever it's not so topical anymore, or you're just not so excited by it. And so by the end of the the tour, you've got a completely different show. So if I didn't, I didn't have the show to work with, if I was always just doing the traveling, you know, with those ticket inspectors, not necessarily letting you through the barriers to wave at your friends or whatever, (laughs) it wouldn't be the same, you know. You think you're going to Harwich and it turns out you're going to Harwich and it'll be, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It'll be all right, you know. I've been watching nature programmes. I've, I've really got into uh, Lost World of the Volcano yeah. and uh, Stephen Fry's Last Chance to See are just amazing programmes. Just beautifully made, beautifully put together. Things you would never see anywhere else. The opposite of sort of reality TV. Things you just go, I'd never have seen that. It's inspirational. And you, I get all hippie-ish when I watch it, because generally I watch them on a Sunday night. I'll record them during the week and go back after the show, and I get tired because I've been up early. I've covered glasses of rouge. And then I start getting a bit nice. emotional. Yeah. And then I start sending out Lipstick. texts. Lipstick? Is that what you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to get dressed up. Just, you, know, you never know whether they can see back out with these new tellies. Put my best frock on. And um, then I get sort of... I think I sent Matt Ford a text last week saying, this world would be a beautiful place if we weren't on it. Um, and I think he misconstrued that's more that than, as me and him. That's more than a couple of glasses of rouge, isn't it? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they were big ones. Pint glass. Well, I suppose we better release you into the world. I'm not going to hold you to the contract of making you stay with me for the rest of the day. Having dropped that bombshell that I tend to drink what? a bit of red I can't wine. stay. No. I tend to drink red wine and cry. I don't think you really need to see that. Um, what do you do on Sundays? Have you got like a routine? Uh, no, I, I believe there's a few things, you know, a little bit of pottering to be done, you know, pottering. maybe a bit of sport on the telly and yeah. well, maybe a bit of last chance to see, who knows? Have you, seen, have you watched A couple any? of glasses of red wine, phone up my friend and say I'm unnecessary on this planet. BBC Six Music. That's Echo and the Bunny Men. I think I need it too. And the nation is saying, I think I need Matt Ford. Oh. And Matt Ford is saying, I need you, Britain. <laughs> and I need you nice. as well, John. Um, how are you, old Bean? I'm well. Perky, I think is the best way to describe my mood today. We need to tread lightly for 50 minutes. It's Why? been a controversial hour. Has it? Yeah, we've accidentally dropped a lot of bombs. Oh, um, crikey. Neil says, hi, John. I'm not enjoying your show as much as usual today. Oh, cheers, Neil. Perhaps this is because I'm a dog-owning ex-geography teacher living in Forest Gate. Now, we uh, might have... Well, I don't imagine you'll enjoy ma- many things. <laughs> That's the state of your life. 
I don't mind you having a go at dogs or their owners, or even geography teachers, but don't knock Forest Gate, the gateway to Epping Forest, and home to my family and loads of friends. It really is a great community. We have our own music club, Forest Roots, our own running club, Forest Gate Strollers, book clubs, football teams, our own festival, and we still enjoy each other's company enough to get drunk together on a regular basis. It's the best place to live in London. Well, Neil. Fun, fun, fun round there, isn't it? Yeah. What does he live with? A load of holiday reps and redcoats. <laughs> We've got to organise some fun, guys. We've got half an hour on Tuesday, no one's doing anything. Let's go bowling together. This from the man who uh, sorted out a lunch club at his work. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Food oh, club. no, oh, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Food club is something entirely different. Yeah? That is a six-weekly celebration of any food you like. Now, what could... To be honest, I'm winding Neil up. Of course probably, you are. You know, You're a big fan of Neil's, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock about together. What's his surname again? Uh, I can't tell you that. Okay. I know Neil, yeah. you're a stranger. Have you ever listened to David Jacobs? No. This is how he starts his radio show. Hello there. <laughs> Let's be together from now until midnight. Isn't that lovely? Oh, that's that... what I want to end up like. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Give it a couple of years. Me It'd be very you. different, you saying it, though. Right, me and you, midnight. <laughs> lock-in. <laughs> oh, it'll be after the lock-in years. Yeah. Me and you, a restaurant by the sea in Scotland somewhere. Really? Doing a little radio show, yeah. <laughs> in a restaurant by the sea in Scotland. Yeah, doing a doing an outside broadcast or something. Just You're eating some steaks. You're Fordy and Rico go Orkney. And you could hear, like, the, the sound of the sea in the background. Have you had an accident? How old are we? <laughs> <laughs> now, we've heard, oddly, some weeks just kicks off, and um, a lot of uh, people asking you for advice. Well, people, finally, it's the tipping point. Yeah, people just know you're the man, um, so they're coming to you for advice. Um, right, I'll do the advice one that came in first, because that's obviously the uh, the most important. <laughs> yep. Um, this one says, please bring back an old feature for this week. And that feature is Ask 40, of course. Okay. I have a girlfriend. Good for you. Yeah, and that's it. That's all he's put. <laughs> he's just right, get rid. <laughs> We've only been together for four months, but okay. my feelings are nowhere near as strong as hers. Ooh. And for the first time in my life, I know other people are interested in me. Shall uh. I wait it out and give her a chance, or shall I do one? I am 20 <laughs> years old. Please help. Signed, G. Uh, G, uh, clearly, is a man who thinks he's got options. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to be very careful when you're going out with someone, and you think people are showing you... Uh, Affection. Now, if these offers are explicit, that's different. You've got to be very careful here, mate, because a lot of girls know that you've got a girlfriend and therefore will maybe be more friendly with you because they feel safe. Mm. Don't misinterpret that, for starters. Secondly... Or you become more attractive when you've got a girlfriend, don't you? You become a, a conquest. Yeah, I mean... Anyone can sleep with a single guy, but did you hear Mandy sleep with Alison's boyfriend? Don't start slugging him off. Um, <laughs> I... Well, I think he's got to be... I think he's got to be... First of all, he's got to be sure if these are offers. Secondly, right, if you're going out with someone, mate, you're going out with someone. Yeah. So I know you've got to make a decision. It's your call. But really, I would give her a chance. If you're going out with her, four months isn't a great deal of time. There's obviously a lot of things you find attractive about her. Give her a chance. And you know what? In your life, mate, you're going to meet so many people. So, you know, go out with her for a bit. If it's not working out, then that's when you end it. You should only end it if it's really not working. Yeah. Not just because you think you're on for a... Not because you know, the grass is greener. Because you think you can get a tickle across the street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ride it out. That's my advice. Or maybe do both for a bit. 
from John Richardson? Nah, I'm just, just Devil's advocate Just stoking the fire, aren't I? Someone, someone's trying to wind get... you up. No, I think you, you try it out. Give this one another month. Another month? Yeah. Wow. It's quite a long time. Yeah, but he's... Mate, this guy's thinking about getting all sorts of other action, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's, that's clearly the sort so of guy he is. So that means he's not really with the girl, is he? It's going to be a horrible month. She's going to know something's up. She's going to be like, what's up, G? What if she listens to this radio show? Well, yeah. If someone gets dumped tomorrow, listens to this, whose boyfriend's name begins with G. And he's 20 years old. This is horrible. Yeah? This is... Uh, well, if you're that girl, give us a call. Who do you think G is? Like, Gladstone? Gilbert? <laughs> um, Gary, probably. Gary. Gaz, to yeah. his mates, because G- he's mad. Gary would be a sort of guy who'd look around when he Gary's all like, ooh, yeah, look at that one, I bet she wants me. Yeah, I bet he's got a fit upper body and um, <laughs> <laughs> keeps his shirt off during the summer. Yeah. I can imagine, probably got a tat or two. Does he wear three-quarter length trousers, exposing an ankle tattoo of a lion? Yeah, with flip-flops. Yeah. We've gone quite specific now, so <laughs> if she is listening, she'll probably recognise, that is my Gary! Next, Where is he? <laughs> next piece of advice. Yeah. I've got a quick question. Mm-hmm. I'm in Tokyo for my year abroad at Ooh, uni. Oh, quality. Yeah. Nice one. Hello, I- Tokyo. <laughs> and my man back in Scotland is complaining. He knew I was coming over here, and I don't know if he's been serious when he's moaning, but it's getting a bit annoying. I was wondering <sighs> if you had any ideas what I should say to him to get him to stop complaining every time I speak to him. Thank you. Love to your mothers. Laura in Tokyo. P.S. Why can't I see producer Adam on the webcam? This makes me sad. Mm. Oh, right. So Someone's into like flip flops. Oh, no, crikey. Um, now, what do you think of that, producer Adam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, um, first of all, be grateful that he's missing you. Right? right? You've clearly got a guy there that loves you. Whining, on the other hand, I mean, if the fella's listening, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> whining is never attractive no. to anyone. No. Even when your mates start whining about stuff that is justified whinging about, you think, oh, for God's sake. I've given you five minutes, you're still moaning, this is off. Yeah. A year's a long time to be apart, I have to say. Yeah. So he's he's right to worry, but he's got to contain it. He can whinge to his mates, but when he's on the phone to her, he's got to put, he's got to put in a performance. When you're... This, those conversations with his missus are basically his football pitch. That's his Saturday afternoon. He's got to go out there for 90 minutes, put the best on. Yeah. At half-time, behind closed doors with the lads, he can say, Oh, Christ, I'm not sure it's going well out there or whatever. Let off the steam, but when you're back on the pitch, you're in front of the fans, you've got to deliver a match-winning performance. Wow. He's got to psych himself up for these phone calls. And right. be, be cool, man. Be funny. Be all the things that, you know, she, she found attractive in the first place. Make her miss you as much as you miss her. Yeah, don't ring her. Be sparkling. The thing is, right... Don't ring her. Well, what, just That's leave different off... different advice, isn't Leave it? off for a bit. Leave off for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Christ, almost went into something there. Maybe, um, uh, maybe go away yourself. Just go, oh, yeah, you're in Tokyo, are you? While I'm in Salisbury. Yeah, like and you know See what? how she copes with that. Yeah, like send her a little package or something every now and again. Not not, not loads, but just, you know, two or three while she's out there. Just little yeah. things. And don't mention it. Okay. That's so good go, advice. Oh. So well then done. she'll ring you going, oh, I've got your package. Cheers. Yeah. Because you can't moan in a letter, can you? And if you do, you really are an idiotic fool. <laughs> Writing a letter going, yeah. Yeah, well, that's bad. That's just a waste of ink. Because you could, you could, you could, scr- you could rip that piece of paper up. Yeah, you know, people who write emails and they say, "Oh, um, just remembered." No, <laughs> just, you don't need to do that. There's no need to tell me that. You could have deleted out whatever, or they contradict themselves. Oh, thinking about it, actually, what I said at the start of the email, blah, 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 different now. Yeah, well, but sometimes it's nice out. to see someone's working process, isn't it? No. It's important no. for you to know that they went through the process of thinking of the first thing. Because if they just email and go, okay, so we're meeting on Tuesday, you go, whoa, someone's. I thought we might have been meeting on Monday. I just, 
I need just raw information. That's all I need, just in its purest form. As raw information. At least amount of letter words as possible, but still grammatically, you know, correct. Here is Trail. BBC Six Music. What have you got about the changing seasons? Well, last night I uh, stood outside the front of my house <laughs> and... Um, it's a fairly ordinary day so far. Yeah, it was in the evening and I noticed last night, for the first time, the first smell of winter come in. Yes. If you notice this, that sort of smell of damp earth and... Cold. S- smoke, yeah. My sort of, car was uh, frosty this morning. bonfire. When I got up, nice, it, was so, it? it was so cold and fresh and no one was around. And a part of me was uh, horrified because it was dark and it was cold and it was a real, ugh, five months of this. Quality. But then the second part of me went, oh, it's quite nice though, yeah, it's quite yeah. exciting. And it's nice coming outside because it's been so hot this year. Mm. You come out of your house in the morning, it's hit by this spanked <laughs> can't by see this, the disgust in spank, his face. Spanked by this heat wave. You think, oh, I've got to walk to work, I'm going to be sweaty when I get there and all this sort of thing. And then on hot, steamy buses or trains or whatever. Oh, but then when it's winter, you come out and you just get that little smack in the face from nature, don't you? Mm. Just that little tsh- wake up. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, so I could, I could feel... You know sometimes when you think, you know what? I can almost feel this country's heart beating. Oh. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're plugged into like the core of the planet. No. And last night I felt like... You've lost me there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, when you feel like you can almost, like, feel Britain running through your veins. No. You feel like... <gasps> Who do you think you are? Churchill? No, I change with the seasons. I'm a seasonal being. Right. I mean, we all do, but I actually, like, f- not physically change, like Jekyll and Hyde, but my mood changes for the better in winter. A lot of people get sad in winter. I'll get happier. Do you? Yeah, I love it. You should do courses. Bonfire night. Christmas. They're both in winter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you've got like these little festivals to keep you going. Two days out of five months oh, of it's darkness. A, oh, it's nice they're being huddled in your house, isn't it, with a fire on and it's cold outside and, and put your big coat on and having hot buttered toast and a cup of tea and watching, you know, remember all that? <laughs> it happens every year. I'm surprised you've forgotten. Are you Mole from Wind in the Wilderness? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I used to, uh, when I was a child, <laughs> I used to have a little comic. I can't remember what it was, but it was these two little mice that slept in bunk beds on a little boat. <laughs> I thought, I'd love to be one of them. I'd love to just have a little boat and have a little bunk bed on it. Right. Oh, bunk beds. What a... What I think a we're going to have to play a session track, because I think you've had a breakdown. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I have. I, honestly, I've... T- I think you got a bit excited during Bowie. It's because of the changing in the seasons. That's what it is. There was a point in that where you were talking about the seasons. Yeah. And then you were talking about toast. Then yeah. you are talking about... Two gay mice who used to sleep together. <laughs> they were brothers. They were brothers. They had bunk incestuous beds. Incestuous mice. Oh, and then you're no, on about nothing was ever. Pr- they rumours have dogged that poor couple. You're They're just about mates who are brothers. There's a point there where you went, oh, bunk beds. <laughs> I, do, I do get excited about bunk beds. Right. I used to have bunk beds in my bedroom and sleep on the top bunk. Right. When no one was on the bottom bunk. Well, waking up high up. What an amazing feeling. <laughs> You look down every morning and go, it's great. Oh. <laughs> Run down the little thing. But then what I'd do is I'd sit on the bottom bunk and watch telly and eat chocolate. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever fall <laughs> out of your bunk bed? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, my word. On holiday in Skeggy, I fell out of the top bunk bed, cracked my head on the side of the um, wardrobe. Mm. Massive, great big thing. And then I had an asthma attack the following day. That was an awful <laughs> holiday. All I can remember is watching... You've been eating a lot of sugar. No, well, I've had half a box of Maltesers. <laughs> <laughs> it probably has something to do with it. You are. I'm wired. Off on one I'm today. I'm wired today, aren't I? I'm like, woo! Yeah! I'm going go, to be visiting um, the Labour Party conference. Wow. Oh, I was just talking to Andy Parsons about um, scoops. Yep. 
We were trying to get something going where, you know, we could get... I want on this show a clip that gets... You know when a radio interviewer interviews someone and then they use that clip on the news? Oh, yeah, yeah I want yeah. that to happen. So I want the news to be like, so-and-so has revealed the doobity burba doobity burba And then they play the clip and go, that was him speaking to John Richardson earlier. That was John talking to John Richardson earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped a lot of bombs, that man. Okay. I remember that first time I heard him uh, reveal that scat would you be I remember it like it was yesterday. And of course, that was before we knew that skibby dibby dim bab you know. So, naive times for all of us. They were good, but you though, could. Um, I remember a lad called Michael Bassford used to sing that all the time at school. You could get us, like, a big something. Mate, if you want a scoop, feature. you've come to the right place. Fat man scoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not fat anymore, which is, you know, tedious. Well, I'm, I'm a, well, look, I need to lose weight. I know that. You're losing weight. I've almost joined a gym. I'm making, <laughs> pro- I'm break- I'm making progress. <laughs> Psychological. Psychologically, I'm fitter than I was last year. How close have you got? Oh, no, I've walked in. I've chatted to Rory. He's going to set us up on a deal. Right. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm going to join. What's Probably the in the next two weeks. Right, access to the vending machine... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives <laughs> the code for the vending machine, mate. I saw it. Yeah, all sorts of things. Anyway, but if you want a scoop from this week's Labour Party conference, I will get you... I want a scoop from this week's Labour Party conference. I'll get you conference. anything you want. I want a scoop. I'll go... I'll, mate, if you want to go big, I'll go big. I've delivered on nearly all of the challenges I've been set. Except the one where you were life. given a challenge to go big, as I recall. Yeah, that was... Th- there were problems with technology, yeah. if you remember. Okay. I've right. Made that right, I'm... Go- well, how big... I'll go to the big man. I'll go to the big GB. Get us something big, mate. That's all I'm saying. Right, the thing at these party conferences, right, you're on a site, you're basically not locked in, but there's a ring of steel, and it's just everyone's there. Like Edinburgh. Yeah, like cabinet ministers, journos, the lot. Everyone's there. Celebrities. That's already is out there last year. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath, put it that way. I... You're going to come back with some reporter gonna, for BBC Norfolk or something. I'm going to try and get Gordon Brown. All right, then. Right, I'm throwing a gauntlet down to myself. I'll have that clipped and I'll put that on the wall and I'll play that next week. And you're going to feel pretty bad about it. Oh, imagine. Can you imagine how you're going to react, how Britain's going to react? Yeah. When right, people then. go, oh, my God, he's actually pulled this off. Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons. Mm. I'm joined now by a big... Uh, Bigger. Hugh Man. Yeah. Um... That's not my best one, is it? No. no. I'm joined by Al Pitcher. Hey. What did you think of that? I am the big man. Yo, yo. Could I have done something better from Little Lion Man? Um, somebody that tells the truth. He's not a lying man. Oh, well, that would have worked, except you are a liar. <laughs> as discussed previously. Yeah, you little fibber. Yeah. And we had, uh, we had an email for you this week from someone who... Uh, was just listening to the podcast uh, of you being in India, turned the corner, and then saw a big picture of you outside a venue in uh, rural Wales. Accused you of being some sort of time-travelling shaman liar. In rural Wales? Well, I was in rural Wales last night in uh, Bilth Wells. Yeah, that's what they said. That's where they were. Oh, they've listened to the podcast, though, the fools. Yeah. You can't just yeah. listen to that on a different day and presume that whenever you listen to something, that person is still there. Oh, hey, I just live Matthew, here. Matthew, yes, uh, Matthew, don't, please don't call uh, Bill's Wells fools. Um, they were I'm, lovely people. <laughs> I'm backing you up. a lady there last night who had ridden a horse for five years. She'd fallen off it three times, but did she get it back up on that horse? Yes, she did. That's Bill's Wells for you. Mate, I'm getting on your horse. I'm backing you up. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying you right. were in India, mate. Yeah, 
Maybe all we that talked stuff. about this in the week. We agreed a, we agreed a truce. Yeah, but why, why have I just all of a sudden become a fraud? I'm, I'm, a, fr- I'm a friend to every person. That's the question you need to answer, Al. I, I'm actually going gonna, gonna to really look at myself this week. I'm going to cleanse myself. You I look think. good, mate. Oh, be careful. Don't, don't look too close. <laughs> Deep clean. Um, and you're on your way to uh, Wells, aren't you? It's a lovely yeah, part of the world. Yeah, beautiful gig, yeah. Beautiful. Gig. And um, apparently it's got the oldest residential road in the world. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> bit was an add-on. <laughs> you just made that up? You know what? I was going to say UK, and then I thought, no, I'm going to go big here. I went world. I went world. Yeah, you're making up a fact. It might as well be a made-up fact about the world rather than just Wells. (laughs) Um, Um, But, um, yeah, so I'm doing the whole tour thing, and actually, it's really great fun. It really is. I I love a bit of touring. It can be lonely. Yeah. You know, and I do... You know, look forward to these moments to talk to you and and me and me and and yeah and um, it's, it's, it's <laughs> lovely. And I've, I've been on tour. So I'm seeing great things. I'm off to uh, Birmingham next uh, next Friday. Oh, that'll be nice. Birmingham, Jenny's neck you of know? the woods. Centre of the country. Talk me through this week's picture because uh, um, producer Adam says it's amazing. Taken in Malmo. Uh, yeah, taken in Malmo, and it's just yes. a, a kind of a, a concert that really probably didn't do as well as they were expecting. Your gig was it, Pitcher? <gasps> oh! Oh, here we go. Well, um... <laughs> What's that mucking about, mate? We're bloods, we're bloods. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it was just standing room only at my gig. It probably was, mate. I've been to your gigs. They're always good. It's um, awkward, this performed. one, isn't it? Oh, mate, you actually, perfor- you actually performed in front of one of my gigs. <laughs> yeah, I did and, it. Um, it was like... It's like bringing an elephant on stage and he'd done a bit of mess. I'd just clean up for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I've got that lot forward to. We're doing the gig together next month, so I'll make oh, sure. Oh, brilliant. Well, we'll bring a brush. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my scoop. Um, now, last week's picture was the the guy under sleep. Uh, what a terrible <laughs> use of the English language. Oh, all right, Darren Brown. Under the big wheel. Um, yeah. We had some cracking entries. Asleep at the Wheel by the Wallflowers from oh, uh, Jojo and Lincolnshire. That's clever, isn't it? Sweet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, right. Where Did You Sleep Last Night by Naverna. I like that one because oh, yeah. it sort of spreads it out, doesn't it, to other people, Becky and Lee. By Naverna? By Naverna, yeah. They're a sort well, of. Um, they're a Rochdale version of Nirvana. <laughs> You're that band Naverna. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, <laughs> Get Behind the Wheel by Neil Young. Uh, Dust on the Ground, Bombay Bicycle Club, Bombay, because it was in India. Oh, wasn't that's it? great, yeah, that was in clever. Mumbai, yeah. Uh, the Importance of Being Idle by Oasis. Oh, tune. But we've already played some Oasis today. So uh, oh. we've gone for the yeah, 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 heads will roll. Oh, nice. That's clever, nice. isn't it? So uh, we'll leave on that suggested by Morgan. We'll catch up with you next week, Al. Yeah, there's going to be no cut-off this time. We're really on tour. We're, we're back together. There's something really weird. It's really nice. It feels... It, it gets that about five Fade him down, will you? Um, <laughs> that's the end of this week's show. music. So there we go. That was this week's podcast. Let's just get straight on with pod jokes, because there was so many I was going to say. There's now a link on the website where you can go straight to a special podcast bit where you can send <gasps> in your pod jokes now. Oh, lovely. Because this, this week has excited me so much with the quality of them. Uh, we're back next week, Sunday morning, 10 to 1. Email johnritson.com. Six music at bbc.co.uk with anything vaguer than that. Here we go. Uh, which which joke shall we headline on? I'm going to headline on one that I think is funny. No, I'm going to headline with the one that is cleverest that we've had. Okay. But start with the one that I think is funnier. So <laughs> this this one's from Tim. Good morning to you and Fordy from Sweden. I hope I've constructed a famous person pod joke. I understand if you don't use it, it's pretty awful. <laughs> you set yourself short. What do you call a woman who keeps dropping eggs? Go on. Yolk. Oh. 
Oh no. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my word! That's like a hop, skip, and a jump punchline. Incredible, isn't it? Yoko, oh. oh no. Yeah. Oh my word! Yeah. So that's Tim. Now this Food one. Food for the soul. This one is joke. less funny than that, but I think is. He's so clever. <laughs> He's so clever. Um, this one's from Tommy in Edinburgh. Keep up the good work and love to your mothers. Cheers. What do you call a man who goes through his TV guide circling upcoming events? Go on. Mark Watson. Oh. Mark Watson. Mark Watson. Mark yeah. Watson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well done, everyone. I'll I take my hat yeah. off to you. I, I would have put one of the early ones in. You, you would have put one, you'd have put Limp Biscuit ahead of Mark Watson. Definitely. But that's so clever, isn't it? Mark Watson. That's actually what you say. I yeah. mean, this this debate can rumble on, but uh, I think I think we've Yoko done our work. Now is, that's that's yeah. worthy of like the great punsters. Milton I think, Jones or Vine could do that. Yeah, I think you'll be seeing that on TV sometime in the next week. I think who is it who wrote that one? One of the panel shows will be using that one. Um, that was Tim from Sweden. Tim from Sweden. I think you should keep writing jokes, mate. Tim that. from Sweden. He right. probably pronounced it differently, <laughs> didn't he? What do you call a woman who keeps chopping eggs? Yog. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think you've got to keep writing jokes, mate, because that is special. If you can get any more as good as that, then uh, I'm genuinely excited about getting in next Sunday and reading those. So uh, thanks for those. Thanks for downloading this week. Big week for you. Massive week. Don't let the people down. See you next week. Later. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you like John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music.